0: You are listening to the Alpha Mind Zen Heart Podcast. My name is Alita McDaniel, and I'm an intuitive life strategist. I get to coach some really amazing people on everything from fitness to love to nutrition, relationships, spirituality, and everything in between. So today's topic is love, finding love, attracting love, keeping love and knowing what the hell love is, even to begin with. When I was a kid, I fell in love with the story of Sleeping Beauty. I remember my parents taking me to the drive-in. I must have been maybe three or four when they re-released it. And We went to, I don't know if any of you have been to the drive-in, like, you know, they're pretty much obsolete now, but it used to be where they would play the one movie, they would play the special, like the featured movie, and then they would play the first movie a second time. And I saw it the first time, and I knew that they were going to play it a second time, and I made my parents stay there through the middle movie so I could see it again, because I loved it so much fell in love with princesses and this belief that there was going to be a man on a white horse who was going to save me from my, from my life, right? I think many girls grow up that way. Many men grow up with this, I have to be a knight in shining armor mentality. And so goes every one of our freaking problems trying to find, quote unquote, find love. Because we're programmed to believe that quote unquote love relationships are one true, you know, soulmate, that it's supposed to be a certain way. Now, I have coaching clients who are either looking for love, trying to heal what felt like love uh, in a loving relationship, but they're not quite sure whether or not it's going to work and everything in between. And one of the things that, that always comes up is this, you know, you can't love somebody until you love yourself. Comes up every time. Every time, because when you've heard me say this before, when there's a problem in your relationship, it's not just about them, it's about you. So they, they're that mirror effect. They're that mirror effect. Now, in, in, in the desire that we have to, Feel love. Most of us don't even know what love is. See, because what we're actually looking for is this chemical sensation of oneness. There's something on a spiritual level that craves the communion with another member, whether it be of the same sex or the opposite sex. It's entirely up to you. So, In that craving for that communion, we tend to find, manifest, attract, not necessarily somebody we want, but somebody we need. This is where a lot of my clients go wrong. Well, I don't say go wrong, but they struggle okay cuz i don't i don't believe like we can go into this debate on a completely different day but i'm not a i'm not a firm believer of right and wrong when it comes to love because everything is exactly what we need in that moment for who we are and where we are in our in our life so what we get is what we need may not necessarily be what we want but you'll hear me say this all the time when it, when it comes down to a relationship, that a relationship is not about completing you. A relationship is about helping you to better understand yourself so that you can be more complete. It's very, very different. So when we're looking for this knight in shining armor, we're trying to escape from our current, our current suffering. Like somebody, just please love me and tell me how beautiful and sexy and amazing I am. Have will somebody just motivate me and inspire me to be better because I can't do it alone? Is that really love? No, that's codependency. That shit is codependency. And the hard part is if that is how you feel, you are going to attract a narcissistic bastard who walks all over you. Is that love? Nope. But you're going to get exactly what you need because that narcissistic person is going to show you where your weaknesses are, where you need to do the most inner work where you need to grow up and out of your current limited mindset. So that narcissistic person who's taking advantage of you, if you keep attracting somebody like that, what are you gonna think? You're gonna think that you're not good enough to have something better. You're gonna doubt yourself. You're gonna doubt your ability to attract or be worthy of something better that's tough. That's really tough because at the end of the day, if you're not taking ownership for what you're projecting out into the world, you're not going to see that those narcissistic people are there to show you that you're not strong enough. Then you're not strong enough for love. It doesn't mean that you never will be. What it means is that you're not strong enough in self love to love somebody else to understand what real love is. See, a lot of times people will attract somebody, say, for instance, that mimics their parent, a parental role, some sort of parental relationship that they have not yet resolved. Now, if you've had a parent who is ridiculously overbearing, judgmental, combative, and you attract a partner like that, you're attracting that partner because you have not fulfilled your contract with that karma. You haven't fulfilled your spiritual curriculum, right? Call it another name. You haven't fulfilled the lesson that you are supposed to learn. You'll hear me go back to this story a million and one times. It's, it's not about religion, but it's, it's a parable, right? When Jesus was going around to all the villages and he was healing people of their afflictions and this lady came to him and she had leprosy and she said, Jesus, heal me of my afflictions. Heal me of this leprosy. I'm ugly. Nobody will be around me. I can't have any friends. I can't find a husband. God forbid I'll never have any children. You have to save me. And Jesus said, what have you learned from your affliction? She said, nothing. There's absolutely nothing to learn from this. Don't you see how ugly I am? And Jesus said, I'm sorry. I can't heal you. I can't relieve you of those afflictions until you have learned the lesson. This is what life says to us when it comes to Love. We don't look for somebody that we want. We think we want this particular type of person. Our programming inside of our body, our mind, our physiology, our cells are seeking out a person that mimics and validates our programming. That's it. That's all there is to it. And when you feel like you keep attracting losers and you keep attracting people that don't appreciate you and don't respect you and walk all over you, it's because deep down inside your programming is projecting that out into the world. So the vibrational frequency, your body is a vibrational being, a vibrational organism. There are tons of studies on this. You can go research it. It exists. Go Google that shit. It exists. So your body is a vibrational organism. And your thoughts and your beliefs that you carry about what's possible and about reality are always projecting out into the world. So what you attract and what you manifest when it comes to quote unquote love may not necessarily be what you think you want, but it will be exactly what you need. What you get will always be a mirror as painful as it is to what you don't want to see inside of you. And so this topic of finding love or manifesting love there's one thing one bit of advice that i give to almost every single one of my clients so that one bit of advice give yourself some time to be alone as simple as it sounds it may not be easy for many of you but be single for a while Give yourself time to be away from people, not just like friends and family. I'm not talking about that. I mean, from relationships, stop looking for love. Cause like if you're looking for love and you don't feel love on the inside, what you're looking for is completion. You're looking for somebody to say, Oh baby, you're beautiful. You're sexy. You're amazing. You can do it. And you're looking for somebody to tell you all the things that you can't tell yourself. So what you're looking for is a mom or a dad, and that's exactly what you're going to get. That, for most of you, maybe not all of you, because some of you guys might have that little fetish going on, but for most of you, that's probably not what you want. When we look for a relationship, we all have different ideals, and it's important, it's very, very important to understand that communication 100% vulnerable and raw from the very beginning is absolutely essential to to the, the, the staying power, the longevity of any relationship. Most people go into a relationship with that need for completion, that need for validation. And so instead of speaking their truth from the very beginning, they hold back. They don't want to lose another relationship. They don't want to fail again at another relationship. And so they will do whatever it takes to sacrifice what makes themselves happy, healthy, and whole for the quote unquote sake of the relationship. Now, is that any way to live? No, it's not. Because at the end of the day, if you cannot be with someone who respects you for being you. If you cannot give 100% into the relationship, you can't expect somebody else to do that for you. It's got to be a two-way street. And so what you put into a relationship is what you're going to get out of it. If you believe, if you believe that you're always doing more than your partner, and you believe you never get from a relationship what you really want, what it means is that you're not doing it for yourself. What it means that from start to finish throughout your day, you are not honoring yourself. And when you do not do that and you depend on your partner to do that, there is room for resentment. You are not giving me what I want. Therefore, it's your fault. I'm suffering. How dare you? Right? Sound familiar? Sounds familiar because I used to be that. Completely used to be that all these stories that I share with you and all of these, 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 these insights that I'm sharing with you, I'm sharing with you literally from personal experience. There's a reason why I spent 20 years obese and why I spent that many years in chronic illness and that many years with fibromyalgia, right? There's a reason is because deep down inside it, I did not feel worthy of love. I could not give myself love. So I depended on the relationship to make me happy. You need to do this to make me happy. You need to treat me like this in order for me to be happy. You need to do this or I won't love you anymore. I'm going to leave you. Those threats are not love. They're control, they're power struggles. That is not love. If a person says to you, If you cheat on me, I'm going to do X, Y, Z to you. Is that love? No, it's not love. It's a threat. It's attachment. Love is respect, right? Love is an absolute mutual respect. Love is unconditional. And love says, I am not going to trust you to live up to my standards. Rather, I am going to accept you for who you are and who you need to be. And in the event that I can no longer be with you and I can no longer feel that I am at my my best, I will do whatever it takes for me to show up better and not depend on you to show up better, but take ownership for my side of the street. Taking ownership for how I'm showing up in a relationship. It's not just me saying that I'm gonna love you unconditionally. It says, I'm gonna love me unconditionally. Since I'm not depending on you to make me happy, I'm going to understand that I'm only gonna get out of this relationship what I put into it. And so if by some chance I feel like I'm not getting what I want, I'm gonna step up my game and I'm gonna nourish the relationship more. Some of you are out there going, well, wait a second, I'm doing more chores around the house. I do more for my partner than they do for me. But do you both speak a different love language, right? See, some people have a belief that, and I've talked about this with my co-host on my podcast, A to B Connected, uh, Ben, that if they have, men specifically, if they have some clean clothes that are in a pile and they can find a clean shirt for the day, life is good. On the flip side, there are those of us, women, who have a tendency to say, but your freaking sock balls are all over the floor and you need to put your laundry away instead of just throwing it off the bed every night, right? But see, if men or maybe women, some of you you women are doing it too, right? At the end of the day, if your idea of showing love to your partner differs than their idea of showing love to you, and you're getting mad at them because they're not speaking your language, and they're not doing what you want them to do, and you get mad at them, that's not, condition- that's not unconditional love. That's conditional love, right? And no matter how many times you tell somebody something you knew they were that from the very beginning you knew damn well you saw the signs there were red flags everywhere this person's a messy ass freaking slob you knew it but you didn't listen and you waited until that one last moment that you were just so pissed off about everything else in your life that you took it out on your partner this is how we get in fights guys This is how fights start in relationships because we don't communicate our needs effectively. And because, because we are depending on our partner to make us happy, we take their actions of them just being them personally. How could they not know what I want? You didn't tell them, but they should know. No, they don't. They know what they know. You know what you know. You want what you want. They want what they want. Unconditional means unconditional from start to finish. Now, you might communicate a little bit and dialogue and basically say, hey, babe, look, these are the things that really bother me. Are you willing to change? Give them a choice, not an ultimatum, not an ultimatum, okay? Because you're going to give them an ultimatum. It's going to piss them off. It's going to make your relationship really tense. And then what's going to happen? Now, you're both walking on eggshells. Now, every little thing both of you guys do, you're probably fighting over. Is that love? Maybe not, right? Love is unconditional. Love says, you are exactly who you need to be and I am exactly who I need to be and I am going to just let you be who you need to be. But Alita, what if they cheat on me? Then they're not the right person. But Alita, what if they don't? Then they're not the right person. If you're holding them to certain standards that they are not living up to and they are not willing to change, then maybe you either A, need to look at the standards, B, need to decide whether or not you're living up to your own standards, or C, determine if you even need to be in a relationship right now because maybe you just need to take a break. Maybe you just need to take some time to kind of figure things out a little bit, maybe kind of reframe what's really important to you instead of blaming your partner for the crap that they're pulling, for the ways that they're offending you. So it's important that we understand that love isn't just about this fluffy, happy, frilly fairies and sprinkles crap. Love is a deep level of compassion. I say compassion. I say compassion because I learned many years ago when I first started studying comparative religions that compassion is not sympathy. Most of us, we pity each other. We look at somebody who's going through a struggle. We say, oh, you poor thing. Let me crawl down into the mud with you. And let's play in the mud. And that person who's suffering has mud in their eyes. And this, look at the mud in my eyes. This is so miserable. I'm covered in mud. And they smear more on their head. Look, there's just so much of it. And I just, oh, I can't get out of it. And you're down in the mud with them now. And you're like, oh, yes, let's eat this pint of ice cream. Let's drink these five bottles of wine. Oh, there's mud all over me too. My life sucks. And now both of you guys are fucked. Because neither one of y'all are going to get each other out. And a lot of times people go into relationships like this, right? I call it Captain Save-A-Ho Syndrome. No offense. No offense to anybody. I'm just saying. If you're looking for somebody to save them, you're going into a relationship for the wrong reasons. I see this time and again in clients. And just in people in general, all over social media who ask me questions. How do I fix this relationship? How do I make this person love me? How do I get this person to notice me? How do I get out of this relationship? Because people get into a relationship because they're trying to save somebody from themselves. So they get into the mud with them and they pity them. By pity, I mean they see the suffering in that person that they feel in themselves. So if you're in the mud, I see you in the mud and I say, you know what? If I were in the mud, I would want somebody to pity me too. And I would want them in the mud too because misery loves company. And I would want them to gorge out on ice cream and watch Netflix marathons with me too because that's just how I want to pity myself. Pity parties for all. And now I'm going to treat you the way I would want to be treated. Pity party central. That is sympathy. Empathy is very different. Empathy is basically feeling compassion. Look, I know you're in the mud and that fucking sucks. But because I understand you're in the mud and I, I can't begin to understand why you're in the mud. I don't, I'm not in your position. I have not had the same life experience you had. I don't see the, what the world, the way that you do. There's, There, maybe we have some similarities, but at the end of the day, like not everything that we've experienced is the same. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to crawl in the mud with you, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to give you a towel. I'm going to help you kind of dry your eyes off, maybe dry your hands off. And then I'm going to throw you a dry towel and I'm going to help you get out. I don't know how you got in, but I'm going to, I'm just going to be here with you while you crawl out. I'm not going to pull you out. Because if you don't wanna get out, you're gonna be dead weight on that rope. But I'm just gonna put the rope in there and I'm just gonna say, hey, I'm here to lend a hand if you are willing to do your, your part of the work to get out. Compassion. Compassion is basically saying, look, I don't know what you know. And in a relationship, we have to understand that compassion is absolutely necessary. When we blame our partner, For something that's going wrong. And we expect them to know what we know. We are demeaning them in that moment. Because what we are saying is I am higher than you. I know more than you. You should know better. And we are reducing our partner to less than we think we are in that moment. So... If we get mad at our partner and demean them, or we crawl down into the mud with them, again, conditional love, not the same as unconditional. And this is why it's so important that we understand what love is at the core first, before we go out seeking a partner that we can share love with. One of my clients today was basically saying that she's gotten to a point in her life where she realizes that she might not even know what love is. And she started crying because she said, I'm starting to wonder if I even know who I am. And I said, well, shit, that's a damn good place to start. And she starts giggling like, why? And I said, well, because every great master realizes that the more they learn, the less they truly know. This to me is a fundamental key to understanding what love is. When we stop assuming that we know who we are, we stop pretending to play this game, play this role, we let down our guard. See the guard is what keeps us playing small. The guard is that protective layer, our ego, that's made up of limits and fears and doubts and resistance. And we let that shit go. And we say, okay, you know what? I'm going to start from scratch. I don't know who the hell I am. And I'm okay with that. But now I have plenty of space to explore who I want to be. What I want to be. And what I want to experience in my life. And I'm going to do that by myself. Until I figure out what it is that I want. Because if I don't, I'm going to attract somebody who matches my current vibrational state of being. Which might be fucked up. Twisted, turned, convoluted, whatever. And maybe not so much in my highest good. Because, you know, I mean, if you're trying to figure yourself out, why have somebody there that is reflecting that and pulling you back into it day in and day out, right? You need somebody you can grow with. But you can't know how to grow with somebody until you learn how to grow yourself. So I said to her, let's embrace this alone time. I said to another client today, hey, take some time to be celibate and single. Should've seen the look on his face, right? Because when you take that time for yourself, I had a mentor tell me years ago, date yourself and understand what it is that you like, what you don't like. But when you take that time to yourself, You start to realize, you know what? I've been attracting this type of person or I've been looking for this type of person, but who I am now doesn't match that type of person. Who I want to be mm, is not really cohesive with that type of person. My goals and my dreams and my aspirations may not necessarily flow with the person that I have been attracting. So I need to work in that direction. I need to establish that goal. I need to become that person so that I vibrate that frequency and then manifest somebody who matches that. So we have got it all wrong guys, maybe not wrong, twisted. We live in a time right now where we can do conquer and achieve damn near anything in life. And instead we're still buying into the old model of I've got to hurry up, get married, have kids, and then my life is complete. I have fulfilled my life purpose. Now, if that's for you, hey, that's totally cool. Totally cool. I'm going to be 40 next year. Don't have kids. I don't have kids for a reason. I have an empire to build, right? But had I bought into the belief, because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do, had I bought into that belief, I would not be where I'm at today, And people are letting society and cultural beliefs and familial and tribal beliefs to impact their ability to go out courageously and conquer their goals. But see, we don't know what love is until we love ourselves. until we can wake up first thing in the morning and say, my life is so freaking amazing. Now I'm ready to have somebody come into it. That I have achieved what I wanted to achieve, regardless of whether or not a person was in my life to support me and to be by my side. Now I know what I want because now I know how much room I have in my life. Now that I have fulfilled what I want to do with my life and know exactly who I am, I'm ready. There's space, there's knowingness, there's a confidence. And when you are grounded in that truth, that is when love falls into your lap with ease and grace.